love the smell of napalm in the morning. You see, we're on a mission from God. Great Scott. You're gonna need a bigger boss. Hasta la vista. Hey, go ahead. Make my day. I'm Ricky Bobby. You don't chew big red, you. Welcome to this episode of the Movie Zealots Podcast. I am your host, Tom, joined alongside my fellow zealots, Joe and Paul. How are you guys doing for this episode? Doing great. Fantastic. Fantastic indeed. This episode, we will be reviewing Shaft, Annabelle Comes Home, and finally, Spider-Man Far From Home. But before we do that, let's get right into From the Cutting Room Floor. All right, so this week's uh, episode, I have one thing, but Joe, you said you have a ton of stuff. So let's not delay any further. What do you have for us? I did. We, I, I went on this TV binge. Oh. Got some vacation time. We're getting some of it in. So we uh, we caught up. We watched uh, Stranger Things Season 3. I literally just finished the last two episodes today. Knocked that sucker out. My wife is watching the last episode now. So oh, I, only, I only saw the first one. First episode. That was it. Take her a box of tissues. Because my wife uh. was crying at the end. Oh. Oh, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> wow. But there is a theory... Uh, which we probably shouldn't spoil for Paul. Boy, there's really for me no way to say it without doing any type of spoiler whatsoever. So. Yeah, yeah, I, right. I think it, well, right. it was it was done you. on Instagram. Did you notice that they, they had the extra Instagram account that tied to it, Tom? No. Oh yeah, apparently the showrunner's Instagram posted was posting some different posts about the show, and inside it there were a bunch of numbers, and he made ten Instagram posts, and if you dialed the number on each post, it actually left a phone message. I saw something from the conspiracy theorist guy about ah, what you're talking no about. No way, really? Yes, yes. I yeah, one hundred percent. The 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 sad. My, let me put it this way. My do- I figured it out, and then my wife was talking to my daughter, and my daughter told my wife her theory, which is the prevailing theory, I'm sure. And then it made my wife a little bit happier. So, there you go. Uh, yeah, I did see something on Facebook where it had a phone number to dial. It said uh, you should call this number. So. Yeah, if you followed the showrunner's Instagram, he released it over a series of Instagram posts. Oh, nice. Very nice. I'll tell you one thing. I will be excited to see this house at Halloween Horror Nights this year because it's doing seasons two and three, so it ought to be pretty good. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was only going to be season two, so this is... Nope, two and three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't wait to see the new, the new monster. Stranger oh. Things is so good. I mean, between the 80s music and the fact that they put the Russians in it, yeah, because you, know, you know, back in the '80s, everything oh, was yeah. Russia was our enemy. You know, <laughs> they were the big bad of all time. Yeah. They the new girl and the scoops girl. Oh my god, I am absolutely in love with her. That was the coolest. <laughs> yeah, I, I, she was the greatest addition to that show. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, Stranger Things three cannot uh, recommend that more highly. So check that. Take a day out off from work, Paul. And just yep. watch it all night. I think there's only eight episodes, so. Oh, and I and I saw one, so uh, oh. I guess I, you know how much. But but I'm also in the middle of watching the House of Flowers. So, House of Flower, what is that? It's a it's a baking channel. It's a Spanish language <laughs> um, uh, oh, telenovela that, oh, that's on Netflix. Lord. Okay, I know, you I know, know, I know. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I asked. <laughs> Paul always goes right off. It was really end. good. The first episode was really good. Anyway, uh, muy bien. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else is a guy climbing a greased pole? Because <laughs> I love Spanish language television. <laughs> no, this is well, it, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's Spanish television, but uh, yeah, it's just about a, a family that's all messed up. And all right. well, hey, I'm uh, just a fan of Sabado Gigante. Wow, 
<laughs> okay. All right. What else you got, Joe? What else you watch? Let's see. What what else do we watch? We watch um saw Ralph breaks the internet. Oof. I had yeah. I had not seen it and kind of wish I hadn't. Yeah. It's yeah. Not good. Sad. How do they do so poorly after doing so well in the first one? You think now he goes online and he's going around surfing all this stuff. You think, oh wow, this is a smash hit. This is gonna be good. And then you watch, you're like, oof. This just wasn't good. Like, wow, that yeah, had so much to work with. Yeah, him. yeah, and Jane Lynch, and I usually love Jane Lynch, but <sighs> yeah, anyway. he yeah, died. Glasses. I really blew that one. Yeah, no, no bueno. All right, so I'm not going to ask know, you. For and a, then I saw what was it? I am mother. I am mother. Now I think this is a Netflix, right? Yes, that was a Netflix original film. It just showed up on my list of. Okay, yeah, I think I was seen... it up to their high standard. Which. <laughs> It, it was a little better than I expected. I wow. thought this is going to be Netflix. I thought it was like Cloverfield Paradox entirely, wow. right? I'm like, oh, here we go again. But I mean, it, you know, it was, it was your stand. It, they didn't break any ground on this movie. Let's face it. You know, it's runaway AI goes off and kills humanity to make them better, right? Okay. Yeah. So the AI, the AI's, AI's created to serve humanity and to determines that it's in humanity's best interest to be wiped out and raised again anew. <laughs> you can't really fault it for that either. <laughs> right. I mean, it just makes sense to just kill everyone and then raise these kids. Right. So yeah. I had a yeah. bunch of embryos and then they wiped out humanity and then started raising the embryos again to you know, oh. say, Hey, we're going to do humanity right this time. I, I tend to agree with them. So, um, and it was, it was a serviceable sci-fi movie. Hmm. Oh. I mean, not great. Not new, no, nothing groundbreaking or anything like that, but it was a good show. How would you rate it against other movies with the same plot? I mean, you know, uh, Matrix. Um, oh, no, it, uh, it's, it's well below those. Uh, robot, the made for TV version. Right? All, also, right. Uh, all right. All right. So it's um, well, well below now rated versus other Netflix movies. <laughs> oh, it was good <laughs> compared to other Netflix scale. It was go watch this movie. <laughs> Must see TV. <laughs> yes. I mean, you have like X Machina, which is like number one. Go see it first run. This one is, is TV level rating in our system. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is far better than what yes. you expected it to be <laughs> from a Netflix original. Mo most yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy cow, this was actually okay. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was, you know, obviously nobody in Hollywood got involved. It was something on an iPhone. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I went out it. All right. Well, there you go. But I no, you're mother. bored on a Saturday and it's there. I was like, Hey, that's not so bad. And I think they reused some of the robots from Chappie and stuff. You know, they had a limited budget. So. Yeah, well, there you go. All right. What else were you watching on your time off? My brain is completely washed. I d there was something else I watched I didn't write down. It was a show. and hmm. You didn't write it down. Oh, I know. I might, my wife has been rewatching Dexter. She, oh. she hasn't seen it at all. So I was watching it with her, and we saw the John Lithgow season oh, of Dexter. So good. So, which was the uh, the the peak of that show was that season. Let me tell you something. Ian, my son Ian, is watching it with his girlfriend because well, he's already seen it, but she hasn't. So they're systematically going through every episode, every season, and I'll just catch odd episodes every now and then when they're watching it, and it's oh, it's so good. I love that show. I absolutely. I mean, I like that better than Breaking Bad. I think as far as just wow, anti-hero shows. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I just, I just. Fan, that's just a fantastic show. I love it. I love it to death. Yeah, it was a great show, and I loved season four. You know, you had John Lithgow as the oh, as the antagonist man. against Dexter. Oh, wonderful! So good. Are you kidding me? Wow. 
What the heck is that? Is what, that, your 3D that, printer, that was Paul? my dryer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to play Paul. He's 3D printing something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we got a printer error. <laughs> my warlock, he's not being made. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so that's what you saw. Okay, so I have a... Do you have anything else, Joe? Nope, that was all I got to. I have an interesting movie theater uh, story. So we went to see... My wife and I went to see Annabelle Comes Home. So we're in the theater. We're watching the movie. And throughout the movie, I hear like some chatter or something behind me. I can't make out what it is. It's not super annoying, but I, I hear there's something back there. So during the climax of the movie, like right when things are really heating up, there's a huge like commotion, like things fall, something huge happens be- behind us. Then the next thing I know, uh, this couple comes up and sits from behind us, comes up because we're in the front row right in front of where all the uh, handicapped spots are. We always pick that row. Mm-hmm. They come up. That is the row to be in. Yeah. So uh, they come up and they sit uh, in uh, the seats next to us are empty. So they come up and sit next to us about three or four seats over. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then not five minutes later, the female gets up and walks out. I'm like, uh-oh, this is going to be trouble. The dude's sitting there. <laughs> so I, I think he realized after a couple of minutes that he should probably get up and follow her out. So he gets up and leaves. And then she comes back with uh, one of the ushers. And she, she now this is, mind you, this is three quarters, near the end of this movie when things are really heating up. She comes out with the usher right in the hall, right in the aisle, points up to the back row up there or somebody behind us says, it's that guy in the gray shirt. He's the one that did it. He did it intentionally. It was intentional. And she's making this big commotion. Like there's no reason why she couldn't just whisper it to this usher or just, he didn't she's got to scream it. So oh, you yeah, can all hear. Yeah, yeah. She's got to interrupt everybody. Cause she was interrupted. And then the usher went and got him. So then they went out and this is a younger dude, maybe a dude in his twenties. What did he do? I, it's okay. I don't know, but I'll tell you what, I'll give you my thoughts. Okay. So then, uh, then she comes back later, grabs her purse. I guess she left her purse sitting there. And then another guy, I think, who was with the other dude went out. An older guy, I think. And then both the two gentlemen come back. And they sit down and watch the rest of the movie. The other couple never come back. They're gone. Rest, they're, they just never show back up. So here's so that's all I know. That's, that's the, those are the facts of the case. Here's what I think happened. I think she was talking or doing something obnoxious during the movie. And this, these younger guys were like, just shut up or just like, they got fed up with it and like knocked their Dumped popcorn. Their popcorn did, on them. <laughs> did something to that effect. Now it wasn't, now the, the guy that she was with was a bigger gentleman. Well, she was on the larger side as well, but she, he was a bigger dude. So it wasn't something extreme as they got like soda on him. Cause they were obviously, they came up and sat down up front and he was completely passive, this this big dude. Like he was like totally indifferent. Like he was just kind of falling behind her. <laughs> he, he had like he he wasn't a threat in any capacity whatsoever. So I think yes, like I think these uh, these guys like just got annoyed and like knocked their popcorn or knocked knocked their popcorn onto her or knocked her stuff over onto like onto the ground. I, it was pretty big. Whatever it was that fell, it was like loud. So it wasn't just a popcorn. I think it was like a tray of food that they just like pushed over or something. <laughs> and she got pissed. Well, it ended up that they came back. So whatever happened, it, it, I guess it was hearsay because they came back and watched the rest of the movie and they, and the, well, the lady was so mad that she just like 
she's like, she's gone. <laughs> so, I don't know what happened. There was a lot of drama going on around me during the climax of this movie. I'm like, what in the world is going on? You know what surprises me most is that you weren't even part of it. I know, right? It was, I know. It was very something, odd. right? I wanted to be like, let's something. see what's going on. Yeah. You should have gotten yeah. involved to get the free movie ticket. Uh, I already get the free movie, so. Yeah, I yeah I know, but you still want a a, a pass, right? That way you can bring. Oh Ian yeah, I'm saying. Oh, my wife's trying to enjoy this awful movie. Come on, <laughs> give me yeah, a free and pass. Now, now it's disturbed, and the whole my whole day is ruined. Yeah, and I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna on. need free passes to heal my suffering. And a popcorn or something. God. Oh yeah, I can try to get some food in there. Angle. I'm gonna food. need a coupon. Oh uh, yes, please. But yeah, that was interesting. I, I like uh, movie theater drama. So that was a good time. Oh, no, another good movie theater drama. I was sitting, uh, sitting with my son watching Spider-Man Far From Home, and uh, a nerdy guy comes up, sits next to me by himself, and he orders like a beer and some candy and some popcorn. So first they bring the beer, and the dude sets the beer in front of me. <laughs> so I'm like, I think this is his. Yeah, and the, the waiter was like, okay, because this is a dine-in theater, mind you. Oh, so, gotcha. Yeah, okay, okay. So they sit the beer in front of me, and the guy's like, uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Then he comes, they bring the candy, set the candy in front of me. <laughs> and then the popcorn they bring separately. And they set that in front of me too. I went, I, I, when they put, set the popcorn down, I leaned over to the nerdy guy. I'm like, hey, thanks for buying all this stuff for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they kept giving the crap to me, even though it was his. It was very awkward. But you know, I made friends with him. He oh, seemed, that's weird. Yeah. And he got some popcorn. So I didn't actually did. I didn't. <laughs> you didn't share any. <laughs> I just kept taking it. Yeah, they just kept giving me all his food and, and drinks. It was very strange. But anyway, good on you, nerdy dude. Hope you liked the movie. All right, well, you know what? Let's get right. In. Uh, Paul, I guess I should ask you. You never do have anything to add, but please, do you have anything to add from the cutting room floor? I'll take that silence as a no. <laughs> I see his lips moving. Oh, <laughs> oh. Paul's yeah. I, I, no, I don't have. <laughs> I, I I don't really have anything to say. I'm kind of. It's all good. So you live the perfect life. Just everything's, I do. I do. Everything's wonderful. Living the dream. Living the dream, indeed. All right. You know what? Let's get right into the movies. Uh, first movie that we're going to review is Shaft. Joe, you saw this one, right? I did. Paul, you did not. No, I'm sorry. I didn't. Okay. This is Shaft, released June 14th, 2019, rated R, runtime one hour, 51 minutes, starring Samuel L. Jackson, Jesse T. Usher, and Richard Roundtree. Interestingly enough, this is one of two movies that we're going to re be reviewing with Samuel L. Jackson in this evening. How about that? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not very interesting, but okay. Let me keep going. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Description. J.J. Shaft, a cybersecurity expert with a degree from MIT, enlists his family's help to uncover the truth behind his friend's untimely death. IMDb has a rating of 6.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 9... Er, 31% while the audience gives it a 94%. Box office budget is $30 million. U.S. gross as of July 10th, 2019 is $20 million. Notes of this movie. At the time of the film's release, the main three actors' ages are as follows. Roundtree, who plays the father, or the, I guess he played the grandfather of the son, is 76. Jackson is 70. And Usher is 27. So Roundtree and Samuel L. Jackson are only six years different today. <laughs> <laughs> Playing his dad. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson complains about being compared to For Lawrence Fishburne. This is no doubt inspired by the infamous incident in which Jackson dressed down KTLA reporter Sam Rubin 
when he thought he was introducing Fishburne. Do you guys ever see that interview? No, but I, yeah. I must admit that early on, I, I kind of got him confused, too. I don't know why. Wow. I don't know why. But Paul, Paul, Paul. Ba back in the Matrix days, I, yeah, there was just something <laughs> that confused me. Wow. No, it is, it, I watched wow. the interview back at the time. It was, it was quite interesting. <laughs> he said something like, you must get tired of doing those. Uh, no, who, which one? See, now I'm getting confused. Who does the credit card commercials? That was Fishburne, right? Well, I don't know. Because I, I know that Samuel L. Jackson does some credit card. Uh, I don't know. He said something. That to does, I don't, I'm not going to say that I don't think Lawrence Fishburne probably did as well. So yeah, I don't know. Know. He said something about some ad that he, he's, he does, and it was the other one. And yeah, <laughs> it's quite, quite interesting. All right. So this movie, that's all the notes I have. Man, this is such a good, good movie. Now, if you go to a Shaft movie, this is exactly what you should expect. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where the critics went wrong on this. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, just relax. We're not making Gone with the Wind here. <laughs> now, I will say this is they, they've totally missed the boat with the Me Too movement on this movie. <laughs> I mean, they, oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I mean, it is every time type of ist. Anything that ends with ist. This movie is, <laughs> but it is wonderfully done. It is so good. It truly is. I mean, it's, I feel it's the perfect guilty pleasure movie. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't remember anything about it really because the story was whatever. Who cares? But yeah. it was funny as hell the entire time. Oh, my Lord. So, yeah, so politically incorrect and it was wonderful. <laughs> so the fact that they had, like, when Junior was shooting the gun and they had the, the love interest female, like, looking at him, like, slow motion. She's, like, licking her lips. <laughs> She's like, yeah, she got all turned yeah. on every time he shot someone. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. <laughs> so funny. Oh, yeah, it's such a good movie. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie from beginning to end. I was like, wow, this this is what it should. I was kind of interested to see what they're going to do with it because in a, <laughs> nowadays it's very uh, very difficult to be uh, politically incorrect and, and not get abused. Well, you can see the critics. Yeah, they they totally they, they, they did abuse it. But I <laughs> yeah. mean, this movie from beginning to end. I mean, because you you lost all sense of time. Oh, right there was yeah. no there was no two hour long movie it was you were just in there and right back out <laughs> just it went by so it. fast and it was so funny oh it was so good it was so good <laughs> so i say uh in short this is at least uh, a second run uh, yeah you know i'm gonna go uh, second run maybe first but i'll, I'll go second run <laughs> i think second run's a pretty good uh pretty good call on this one it, it's so funny it's so good if you're looking for just a good time you certainly cannot go wrong with this movie. If you're looking to get upset about something, again, you should go see this movie. Oh, oh yeah, there's, there's definitely room to be upset. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you want to complain about something, throw your hands up and <laughs> tweet something out. This is definitely a good movie to uh, go see if that's your expectation. <laughs> Joe, what say you? Yeah, I say I went with first run. I just oh, okay, yeah. I can there, see it. There was nothing not funny about this wow. show. You're in and out. It was hysterical. And we're moving on. It was it was yeah. great. Yeah, it, it was super good. It's exactly what you should expect if you're going to see Shaft. So, yeah, that's why my notes. I said perfect guilty pleasure movie. Yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. You're not gonna feel good about it later, but you're gonna <laughs> love it. <laughs> it's like going to a buffet. <laughs> While there, you're having a party. <laughs> you walk out like, oh man, never again, never again. <laughs> 
All right, then let me go right into Annabelle Comes Home. This was released June 26, 2019, rated R, runtime 1 hour, 46 minutes, starring Vera Farminga, Patrick Wilson, and McKenna Grace. Description, while babysitting the daughter of Ed and Lorraine Warren, a teenager and her friend unknowingly awaken evil spirit trapped in a doll. IMDb gives a 6.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 66%, while the audience gives it a 70%. Box office budget, $27 million. Worldwide gross as of July 7th, 2019 is $134 million. These, mach- these movies just are money makers. <laughs> they just print money with these movies. It's unbelievable. Notes. James Wan stated that the movie would pick up directly after Lauren or Ed and Lauren William. Ed and Lorraine Warren took the Annabelle, Annabelle doll in the first Annabelle movie. Therefore, the movie takes place in the Warren house along with all the other artifacts. The real Annabelle is at the Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut, kept in a glass case with a warning with warning signs. Unlike the doll in the film, it is a Raggedy Ann doll. The incident at the beginning alludes to Patricia Alvarez of the previous Conjuring Verse installment, The Curse of La Llorona, with Patricia at the tunnel near the viaduct where La Llorona drowned her sons. Now, I saw La Llorona, and I really liked that movie. And when I watched this movie, at no point did I pick up that that was that scene. I mean, I don't know how big of a fan you'd have to be to pick that up. Maybe it's just that I'm not a f- really... I've seen all the movies, but I, I at no point did I pick that up. And I know my wife didn't pick that up. So I'd be very curious if... Now, I, sh- I should reach out to Candy because uh, I think she was a fan of these movies and see if she's seen this movie and if she realized that that was a scene from La Llorona. But I do like the fact that they tied the two together like that. That's, that's really cool. Uh, this is the third movie in the Annabelle film series and seventh in the Conjuring universe. So that's uh, very interesting. All right. So that's all I have for notes. Here are my thoughts. This one's like adventures in babysitting. Remember that old eighties movie? Like the parents go away and some amazing things happen with the babysitter and then everything gets re- concluded. And then the wrapped parents up come before back. they get yeah, in. Yeah. That's exactly what this movie is. It's oh, fantastic. Might see it now. Oh, <laughs> keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is now, so now also not only is it that, but it also goes over the top. Like, and apparently, after reading some of the notes, that like some of these art, like all these artifacts, they really have, which even makes their case for all this being real <laughs> even more absurd. Because in this movie, they had a full-fledged demon, like with horns, so a demon appeared. They had a werewolf, a hellhound, running around, terrorizing him. Uh, they had like a Viking, not Viking, uh, like a sumo ah, boy. I'm gonna get crushed on this. What you know, like an old armor, like suit of armor that was like like looking around at him. All these weird like one like it's almost like watching <laughs> like a Scooby Doo you know episode where they have all these weird things <laughs> pop up. And I almost wanted to see Laurel and Hardy and like <laughs> maybe uh, who else? The Globetrotters and who else do they have show up as guests in their cartoons? <laughs> the Three Stooges would show up, you know, <laughs> just just all these weird little things. It's really weird how they had all these, like this. The, this series is always before very like ooh spirits and ghosts, and they didn't really take it to like the over the top. But I guess in this it's okay because the real people they had like a hellhound that they they fought or, or some ridiculous thing, and they had some 
this this suit of armor or some I don't know. It, it felt very just stupid. It wasn't really interesting either. Like the babysitter and her friend and the girl and the babysitter's friend goes in the room, of course, and lets the doll out. And then the doll brings a bunch of spirits to haunt all the other artifacts in the room. And, you know, they, the boatmen show up, you know, with the coins on their eyes. Apparently, the the real uh, Ed and Lorraine fought the boatman, too. It's just, it's absurd. <laughs> they, all these, uh, you know, these weird things. But it just, it just wasn't a good movie. Like, I think this is probably, of all the conjuring uh, films in the universe this is probably the worst one because just and, and this is supposed to be their like um avengers right i mean when you bring them all together right i mean uh who whom are you bringing together i guess all of the different movies i assumed were i assume these were all related to the different movies no no this is just that they put the doll in a glass case the, the doll is a conduit to other evil spirits or something you mean the other evil spirits aren't in the other movies in the Conjuring universe? Or no, no, no. As far as oh. I, yeah, no, no. Because I was thinking, yeah, you had like this. That would actually be cool. I mean, yeah, like right. Lola Rona didn't show up to to torment. Uh, the, the nun didn't show up or anything. Or... No, the nun wasn't there. Oh, okay. They, they yeah, that would have been much better. Instead, they actually took real artifacts that is in this museum or something, and and did it that way. And then the, it has the ultimate uh we need a name for like the horror movie stupidity level like you know like people do things in a horror movie that you just wouldn't do in normal life yeah. they've gone full blumhouse <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what you call it. i don't know yeah, like, like, even like that commercial let's hide behind the, the, the wall <laughs> yeah, chainsaws yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's run into the graveyard yeah so what about that running car <laughs> well we can't do that don't be silly yeah oh my yeah, so they, they have a, they have one of this that is like bang your head against the wall, stupid. There's a game, possessed game, uh, that's a part of this whole uh, thing. I don't know what it, I don't know what's called, but essentially it's a box, and the box has four cutouts on either each side of it. That's and, Jumanji. Uh, that no, no, it's not Jumanji. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta say, put the box on your head and say Bloody Mary three times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you pick a card, and the card will show an image. And the game is you put your hand in the box without seeing and you feel around and you try to pull out that image. So early in the movie, they played a, a round of it and like, okay, okay, good. So near the end of the movie, uh, they're trying to get the doll back into this uh, holy glass case. And of course, the case is locked. And she's like, where's the key? And like somehow the evil spirit like says, hey, it's in this game. So what would you do? Joe, this is you. You know it's in this box that has four cutouts on either side. The key is in there. How would you go about getting that key out? Would you blindly put your hand in the well, box? Of course. Well, behind my back. I don't want to have any chance that I can see, right? <laughs> so, I mean, don't, don't dump it or anything. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Put our hand in yeah. the hole. Let's not pick it up and shake everything out of it because yeah. there's four big no. holes. No, 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 no. Let's you might, put you your might hand. kill the dragon lying inside. <laughs> yes. The stupid lady puts her hand in the box. Like what are you doing? The evil, the evil spirit just hinted to you that the key's in there. Do you think putting your hand in there blind would be a good idea? Oh, of course. It's... And the box has huge holes on each four sides. Pick it up and shake it. You're gonna shake the key out. Definitely oh, not put your hand God. in the box. <laughs> but here's the here. See, now I'm thinking we need to add jigsaw to that universe <laughs> to make that box really pay. But here's the thing. 
the, the other girl like went in and got the key without any issue. Like, there, there was multiple times when you're expecting a jump or you're expecting something and it didn't pay off. Like it didn't happen. And that's one of them where like she was, I'll do it. She starts putting her hand in and the girl goes, she like pushes her, her, her hand in real quick and grabs it and goes, I got it. So you don't even get to pay off. But the fact that her, that their thinking was, I'm going to put my hand in this box blind. It's just so stupid. It's just no, here and feel oh, around. I mean, yeah. what, what could be, what could possibly be bad inside a box? <laughs> it's just so dumb. I'm like, oh my god, this movie's killing me. So first run, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I will say TV just because it's part of a larger uh, universe. And if you like Lola Rona like me, well, again, I don't know how. I mean, even if I go back and I watch the movie again, which I'm not going to do. I still don't think I would pick up that that was the Lalorona lady or whatever. I don't. It's just. I mean, the, I mean, when you so loosely tie the universe, does it matter at this point that yeah, it I, happened yeah. in the conjuverse or? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I say it. It, it was over the top, dumb. With it had the demon and it had a, a hellhound werewolf creature. Like, give me a break. This is so yeah, Universal standing over there going, "Oh, we could have been in on that." <laughs> It's just so dumb. So uh, I'd say TV, just because it, it is a part of a bigger thing. It's just not interesting. It's just not. It, it, just, there's just not enough going on, and, uh, and it ends. Uh, it's just so dumb. Uh, yeah, not not a good movie. But you know what? You know what is a good movie? Our feature presentation. Let's get right into it. And now our feature presentation. This week's feature presentation is Spider-Man Far From Home. I forgot to add the tagline, so I do apologize. I do not have the tagline. Released July 2nd, 2019, director John Watts. You may know him from Spider-Man Homecoming. He's done a bunch of other little things, but nothing major. Uh, Rating PG-13, runtime 2 hours, 9 minutes. Starring Tom Holland, Samuel L. Jackson, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Did I mention Samuel L. Jackson? This is the second movie we're reviewing that he's in today. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's the Samuel Jackson movie podcast. <laughs> you don't you mean uh, Lawrence Fishburne? <laughs> of course. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm sorry. Okay. Description: Following the events of Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever. IMDb gives it an 8.0 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 90%, where the audience gives it a 96%. Box office budget is $160 million. Opening weekend, it made $92 million. Gross in the U.S. as of July 10th, 2019, made $220 million. And worldwide gross as of July 7th, 2019, is $577 million. So needless to say, this thing has made some money. Here are some notes. The license plate on the car, driven by Fury and Maria Hill, is MTU-83779, which references Marvel Team-Up issue 83 from July 1979 called Spider-Man and Nick Fury. There is a lot of license plates. There's there's a couple other ones uh, where different license plates are depicting Reference different... different comic books. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot. A lot of those. Like yeah. seven or eight, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the first Marvel Avengers crossover movie without a cameo by Stan Lee, co-creator of the MCU. This film takes place eight months after the events of Avengers Endgame. All right. We do this every time we have a Marvel movie. Let's see if you guys are good. What number film is this in the MCU? 24. Paul, would you like to take a guess? 23. 23 is correct. Good for you. You guys are doing so much better at this. Paul, 
not Joe, not you, but Paul. Good. Not Paul. me, but Paul. Yeah, but, oh, <laughs> I, was, I was I was in the right tens. You were close. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew it was in the twenties. Uh, yeah, I'm impressed. All right, very good. Last entry in a Sony Marvel crossover arrangement, meaning that from here on after, unless negotiations get a, negotiations get extended, neither can make any further references to each other's characters in future films. So I'm sure they will be talking to one another in the future. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I would hope so because they kind of built Marvel, kind of painted themselves in a corner on that one, didn't they? Well, I think both Sony and Marvel are making see the mutual benefit of. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to stop this. Although <laughs> uh, I, I, I could see it not. I mean, from Sony's point of, uh, well, well, you know, yeah, so, Sony's Sony's got a big hammer on Marvel now, at least. Just in, no, see, what will happen with Disney would be like, if you don't make this deal, we'll just buy you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're probably we'll gonna buy you the guy who said no. <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to buy you either way, but <laughs> you probably won't be in our good graces when we do. <laughs> okay, this is interesting. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I, I don't think I realized it until I read this. This marks the official MCU debut of J. Jonah Jameson, a fan favorite character who is who has not been in a film since Spider-Man 3. He's played by the same actor, J.K. Simmons, who portrayed him in the Spider-Man trilogy. This marks the first time an actor has played the same character in a Marvel film's reboot of the series as he did in the previous series. I did notice him in the TV when he was... It was that, was, that was at the end when they announced, you know, Spider-Man, who yeah, he is. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, that's cool. I like seeing him again. I didn't realize at the time that he was that character in the bad Spider-Man movies. So. No, he, not in the bad one. In in uh, Toby, he, he was he wasn't in the bad one. Toby McGuire. You, you think the Toby McGuire ones are bad? Oh man, I am. Oh, not the a... third Toby McGuire one is unwatchable. Well, okay, right, I mean, but the first two. Okay, so listen. the first two were serviceable. <laughs> the second yeah. one is great. I Toby mean, McGuire is the worst uh, Peter Parker in the series. He's an awful Peter Parker. Well, uh, we know he's an awful person now, but no, I mean Peter Parker, the character Peter Parker. He's a crybaby, whiny. Meh, meh, meh. He just he just made that character awful. The second guy, what was the guy, what's his name? Gar- Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Yeah, oh, I knew it. He was. I liked him way better. But he Did was you really. He was okay. too cocky as a Spider-Man. I didn't like him as Spider-Man because he's like, oh, you guys are stupid duh, duh, or whatever. Like he was really cocky and arrogant. I didn't like I him as Spider-Man. better than Toby though. Hey, he, for some reason, he reminds me of Christian of what's his name, um, Christian Haydenson. For some reason, they they have that same vibe of okay. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah he uh, maybe he was a better Peter Parker, but he was a more terrible Spider Man. Tom Holland, however, he's got the best of both. He's yeah, a he's better great, than both of them. yeah. He's a great Spider Man and a great Peter Parker. So, this is my favorite uh, iteration uh, of Spider Man. I, I like the Mary Jane. She's, she's oh yes, fantastic. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. who doesn't love Mary Jane? <laughs> wow. Oh, easy, boy. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's not legal everywhere yet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, okay, yeah, I thought that was very interesting. So I, I really liked him as that character, J.K. Simmons. So I'm glad to see him back, even in a little little cameo. Yeah, I always, I still think of Oz when I see him, though. But mm, Oz, the the prison drama. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Where I, he was the white supremacist yeah. and the rapist and the, yeah. Oh, anyway, okay. yeah, I didn't see that. I heard it was good though. Oh okay, yeah. All right, uh, let's see. This is the first word of di- oh, the first word of dialogue suggests that Fury and Hill are scrolls. As established in Captain Marvel, everyone calls him Fury, a gaffe that reveals Talos' true identity when he greets Fury in the elevator as Nick. 
the first spoken word in this movie is Hill addressing Fury as Nick. I I didn't pick up on that at all. <laughs> I I uh, didn't either. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. I, there, there's a couple there's a couple of different things that happen throughout that hint that they're not who they say they are. But I didn't I know ne- when they did that at the end in one of the post credits I. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I totally missed out on that whole thing. I was a little confused. As, how do we know that it hasn't been them all along, though? I mean, really, all along, right? Did did, did Nick Fury leave with, with Captain Mar- Marvel, and we haven't seen the real Nick Fury at all? Uh, well, they said in in one other the, the other movie that there was a scene where he was eating toast that was cut diagonally, and he said in, I think it was Captain Marvel, he said he doesn't like eating food that with sandwiches. yeah he can't eat it yeah yeah so that seems to point out that he was doing this longer than just this movie yes yeah so it's a little confusing there but go yes. ahead yeah Sorry. they're gonna go retcon the entire mcu <laughs> yeah that yeah, could be during the in memoriam slideshow that covers all the passed away in endgame we see an image of captain america this could mean that in the short time between Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home, Steve Rogers has passed away, or he went into hiding after he passed the shield to Falcon, and people assumed he died. Yeah, I assumed, I just assumed people thought he died in Endgame just because he's he went away. Yeah, yeah, and he's right. an old yeah. man, right? Uh, yeah, 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 so I don't he's know. He's gone. Yeah, I think someone's overthinking it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so too. But uh, that's, that's all the notes I have for Spider-Man. Let me start out to say Spider-Man Far From Home this is an opening weekend movie for me. I absolutely adored this movie. So good. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Like you said, Joe, Mary Jane, every character, every supporting actor, the whole thing was just so, so much fun. Even the villain was <laughs> <Yeah>. just, he <laughs> was like, I liked him. It was like, <laughs> wow, he's awesome. I know you're the bad guy, but man, I'm going to root for you anyway a little bit. <laughs> I, I just absolutely loved that movie. I mean, seriously, I, I such a I walked out of that movie just happy, just just a smile on my face and my young I took my youngest son like I said, he was just he was tickled pink he he was so happy with that movie it was for old and young alike it was just a good fun movie that just it just had fun I just it was just a really fun action packed good movie with characters that I've grown to like and just like watching them interact <laughs> just, I I absolutely adored this movie I, there's not a negative thing I have to say about this movie. And at the end, the post credit when they, you know, the dude uh, it reveals that you know he's Spider Man and all this stuff, uh, you know, it's going to lead up to some interesting things happening in the future. So, oh man, I'm all in. I love Spider Man. Bring on the next one. That's me. Opening weekend. It's short, sweet, to the point. Uh, who wants to go next? I guess I could go, and then we can get the real answer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> find out. <laughs> but I mean, I I liked it. Well, the thing is. The, that Marvel, I've always had a thing with the MCU because I never knew the Marvel characters. Yeah. So I grew up and we had the super friends and Spider-Man were superheroes, right? I didn't know there was a Marvel versus DC or anything. Yeah. Yep. So I, I had no idea that this was a thing or they were divided in any way. And the first time I saw Iron Man, I was like, oh my God, he's like a knockoff Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know Iron Man either until the movies. So. Yeah, and I just in the Marvel heroes, I'm like, eh, whatever. I mean, you guys aren't the super friends. <laughs> yeah, where's Iceman? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were they were much better movies, but I never really cared for the superheroes as much. So I really love that Spider Man is not now kind of like the leader of it all, as opposed to Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. Because he's just a superhero I've always known, all the way from being a kid, and just like Spider Man, and oh my god, he's so much better. 
Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I love, I love that, you know, Spider-Man is now like the front of the Avengers. <laughs> and it was just like I said, the movie is just fun. There's nothing bad about it that I can think of. So I'm going first run on it. Okay. First run. Paul, what say you? Yes, I, I think it was a pretty good movie. I um, I liked it. Um, <laughs> but? No, there's not many, many buts. Uh, uh-huh. I was surprised they stayed with Mysterio's origin because they kind of fake us out, make you think, oh, we're not going to go down his usual origin. And then, oh, yeah, he's just a uh, disgruntled special effects guy. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I particularly disliked. I mean, it was all right. It was a good movie. Um, good times. I, I, I'd probably first run it, yeah. First run. Right, yeah. Oh, is this first time we've swept one? Well, no, no. I went opening weekend. Oh, okay. You went. I stepped up even higher. Yeah, I, I thought it was okay. I mean, I uh, part of it is that it's kind of there's no storyline going on anymore, which kind of you know made it not as quite as exciting for me. Wait, it's its own story. We talking about? I, but all the others were kind of you know part of a bigger story, and you kind of. I think well, it's the beginning of the next story, right? I mean, well, there is no technical next phase. It's the phases have been phased out, as it were. I, I know, I know. <laughs> they say yeah. that now, but as soon as yeah. they get two or three bombs, they're going to go right back to the, <laughs> the to that big. trough to try it again, right? Yeah, maybe, but uh, yeah, there, there's no way they're not milking this cow. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on, that it, more money than any other. Did they did they beat Avatar completely? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, there's a hyphen to there. It beat it. However, it didn't beat it with the Avatar re-release. So it beat the first run of Avatar, but then Avatar came back with a re-release. So yeah. it hasn't, as far as I know, I don't know, maybe since the last I heard, maybe it has surpassed that one. Well, I think Endgame's still trickling in a few dollars here and there, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, already, yeah. it's in my theater right now. I'm kind of interested. In, I, I hear they're making another Avatar movie, right? Or another trilogy or something, There's right? Two and three, I think, are being shot together, but they keep getting pushed back. Because so. nobody's yeah. really interested I 100% expect Avatar to be re-released. Well, I don't know, though, because now Disney owns Fox. So would they allow... I mean, boy, do they? I guess it's just money to them. It's all green, so <laughs> re-release yeah, it's it. All money. And I mean, I think they'd want to re-release it just because they got that that Avatar land now in the Animal Kingdom, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, they turned the Animal Kingdom into blue aliens, so you might as well milk it as far as you can yeah i guess i don't know that'd be interesting that's gonna be to put extra legs on the tigers and stuff in the act <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey but but poor, poor gamora is gonna you know she's in both of them right zoe zoe's that whatever her name is Aldana. Uh, Aldana? yeah oh, yeah right she's wait what she's zoe in... saldana is in both right i mean she's in what avatar, avatar. And, uh, yeah. wait okay wait, wait is she in avatar she, she was, was the, the woman, the, the love interest. Yeah. Really? Yeah, she was Pocahontas. She was blue. Yeah, she yeah, was, yeah, she was blue. blue. Oh, okay. You couldn't tell who she was. All right. well, that doesn't really uh, wow. Wow. You can't <laughs> she's, she's green in, in, in Guardians, right? So <laughs> Yeah. I mean she's not the same. She's not the same. You can't tell by looking at her that she's the same person. That was my point. <laughs> okay, that is true. Yeah, she's not. She's not. Uh, you know, she doesn't look human in either. Like you, she could. Her two biggest roles. She could walk down the street and people wouldn't recognize her. 
So what's the third highest grossing film? Is, and is she in that somehow? Titanic, probably. Titanic, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's not in that. She she was like 11 at the time or something. Yeah, yeah. She could have been one of the people playing the instruments when they were going, the ship was going down. <laughs> Dressed in a big hat. <laughs> I'll, I'll re-release it with her in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Right. Uh, oh, well. All right, well, there you go. So uh, I think we all agree. Go see Spider-Man Far From Home. For the uh, second end credit scene. What's that? Did we stay? Spider-Man, the two end credit scenes. Yes. A lot of people got up and left after the first. Well, people are stupid, yeah. Uh, the first one, which one was the first one? Was it the one where they revealed Spider-Man is... And then the second one was where they revealed uh, that it wasn't, that they were shapeshifters. Oh, okay, okay. So that was the second one, yeah. Yeah, it still amazes me how people get up after the first one in these Marvel movies and just walk out like, God, well, no. considering last time there was none. Can you blame them? There no. was none, right? No, no, no. I, yes. and now I mean, in this one had two, which because no one got up when the credit started, but the first scene happened like half the theater left. But you know, to their defense though, most of the time that second scene is not worth waiting for. It's some just random stupid thing that just does dumb filler. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. what was it? The B playing the drums on the end. Yeah, just something stupid that just has no. I might for them to embed the third one in the trailers for the next showing. It, it was kind of <laughs> weird that n- neither of them really. S- usually, one of the trailers at the end, if there's two, sets up the next movie, but it didn't really well, because I mean, it's, it's not. I, it's not part. Well, it kind of. Sets up the well, continuation the of Spider-Man. You revealed his identity, right? Yeah, that's the continuation of the Spider-Man Isn't story. Is that really a problem? Because, I mean, a lot of them have their identities known, right? Well, in the comics, at least from what I've learned from Rowan uh, at work, uh, he that's part of kind of he's known because in the uh, the, the war, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, wow. Are you kidding me? What's the big Infinity War? Secret Wars. Uh, whatever it is, the ones where they they announce they register, oh. like he sides with Iron Man and he the Civil War, yeah, Civil War, yes, he sides with Iron Man and he gives his de- identity up so that way he could register as a. Well, and I thought it was just the idea was that this movie was to mirror Iron Man, right? At the end of Iron Man, uh, Iron Man is revealed. Yes, yeah, I am Iron. He Man. reveals himself, and then in this one, I, I mean, maybe I'm being too. Uh, is that too artsy to say you're just mirroring another movie just yeah, to you are. like an echo sort of, you know, I'd say so. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, the kid's never going to finish high school now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. So go see Spider-Man. Don't go see Annabelle and uh, go see Shaft. Uh, if you don't uh, have a stick up your butt, because of anything else what? to add. Oh. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh. What are you saying? <laughs> what? What? There's, I'm supposed to take it out before the movie? Or... <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. It's, that's it's good... even called Shaft. What are you supposed to be <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> wow. Well, I think that'll bring this episode to a close. So thanks again to Paul and Joe for joining me. And until next time, that's a wrap. <laughs>